Saladino Live as it is episode number 22. It is Monday, August 4th, 2008, and we are ready to rock and roll here on the sportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you for listening and downloading this podcast. It is a thrill to be here, and we have a lot to talk about today, and I'm saying a lot. Well, first of all, I'm well, <laughs> I'm a year older now, I'm 29, oh goody, I'm sure you're all excited, but no, we have a lot to talk about, we've got the trifecta, the wild, wolves and twins in that order, once again, as all three are in the news, you got the Bouchard five-year deal, you get Mark Parrish being waived, some Ryan Gomes talk, he signed a contract since we last had a show, and Craig Smith news, Liriano news, the twin scores and all that good stuff. So we are ready to rock and roll here on Paladino Live. Now, first of all, before we continue, we're going to talk a little bit about TSS. Now, here on the sportsstuff.com, we have a voicemail. It is 916-912-4263. That is 916-912-4263. It is a voicemail, as I said. Simply treat it as such. Say which show you're calling. So I say I'm calling for Paladino Live, and then make your comment or whatever. Also on the sportsstuff.com, there is a button on the upper right-hand corner called TSS Boards. We have a fun, fun message boards on the sportsstuff.com. Do click on that button. Do sign up. Join in. Become a member. Let's keep this thing rolling as it is growing, and it is a lot of fun. Do sign up as soon as possible. Now, we will return very quickly and start talking about the Minnesota Wild. What's up, listeners? This is Farzine. I am the host of the Chiefs End Zone Show right here on thesportsstuff.com where we cover the Kansas City Chiefs, give our opinions, and go deep inside with the Kansas City Chiefs right here only on thesportsstuff.com. We encourage you Chiefs fans, you loud Chiefs fans out there, to get on the show, voice your opinions, get on our boards, and talk with us. All listeners, including Bronco fans, are allowed in our show. So be sure you check out the Chiefs End Zone Show right here on the sportsstuff.com with me, your host, Farzine. And we are back here on Paladino Live. Once again, this is episode number 22. And the first of the trifecta, the Minnesota Wild, returned to Paladino Live because we have two major stories here regarding the Minnesota Wild. Now, first of all, this was on July 26th, so two days after episode 21. Uh, Pierre-Marc Bouchard, not traded, as he was in trade rumors in the past for, uh, I believe, Jason Campbell was one of the main guys, the guy we were trying to get from the uh, San Jose Sharks. I may have butchered his name and mixed him up with a football player, and if I did, I, I apologize, I really do, but anyhow, <clears throat> the Wild, Inc., Pierre-Marc Bouchard, to a five-year, $20.4 million contract, so great to have Bouchard on board, now there's a quote here, talking about, well, yeah, first of all, the Wild avoid salary arbitration, so that's very good, but now a quote by Doug Reisbrough, at the end of the day, the players want long-term and more security, Reisbrow said, adding, he wanted to be here. When players are one year away, they kind of give you the body language that they don't want to be here. In Butch's case, I was convinced that he wanted to be here. And that's good news, as uh, 
Well, I end quote that. <laughs> That's good news that the uh, Bouchard wanted to be here. And um, you know, you know what? He's Jacques, He's one of Jacques Lemaire's guys. You know, that's the way I see him. He's a good fit for the Wild. Well, for one, they're both French Canadian, and uh, I, I get the feeling he is one of Jacques Lemaire's type of players. As uh, Jacques wanted him up here early in his rookie year, despite the fact Butch really, really wasn't ready to be a big time contributor right off the bat, but uh, he saw the promise in Bouchard, and Bouchard is a very, very nice player. I talk about him positively very often here on Paladino Live. And, hey, 63 points last year in 81 games, 57 the year before in 82, 59 the year before that in 80 games. Notice some type of uh, consistency there, 80 games, 82, and 81. So for a guy who's only 5'10 and 162 pounds, you know, you talk about his size might not be a good thing in the NHL today. Well, the guy sure as heck is durable, huh? He's not getting hurt, so that's big-time stuff right there, and in his previous two years, the only reason why he had, what, 61 games in his second year and 50 in his rookie year, because they were, you know, healthy stretches. He was young. You know, he only had 22 points and 20 points, you know, you know, going back backwards chronologically there, because, you know, his youth, he's not going to play in every single game when he's that young. Um, that's just the way it goes, unless his name is Marion Gabrick. So, there it is. Brent, uh, Pierre-Marc Bouchard, good deal. Good deal. Very happy to have him on board, and he is very happy to be on board with the Minnesota Wild. Very good news there. But unfortunately, with every positive thing, especially in Minnesota, it seems there's always a negative to go with it. And, well, Mark Parrish, right-winger Mark Parrish, and this ain't going to make Nate Dog very happy. Neil is his real name, but Nate Dog. Uh, Mark Parrish, gone. Mark Parrish was waived on July 30th. And, um, you know, when I said that Pierre-Marc Bouchard was one of Jacques' guys, Mark Parrish clearly wasn't, and I mean clearly wasn't. Uh, Mark Parrish signed, at the time, the longest contract in Wild history. It was a five-year, $13.25 million contract. And uh, it's, a, it's just a, a shame that this thing didn't work out. He only lasted two years at the Minnesota Wild. Uh, a quote from Mark Parrish uh, from the Star Tribune. Quote, it was a dream of mine growing up to play for the Minnesota North Stars, Paris told the Star Tribune. Since they were gone, the Wild was the next best thing. It's great that I got to fulfill that part of the dream, but I can definitely say it didn't go as I had hoped. And, yeah, I agree with Mark Parrish on that comment. Is uh, What a shame. What a shame. I mean, I was pumped when Mark Parrish was added to this roster because uh, you look at his numbers in previous years before I get to his numbers with the Wild. Now, Mark started out with the uh, Florida Panthers. He had 37 points his rookie year, 44 points his second year, 30 points his third year, but then, boom, 60 points in 2001-2002, 48 the next year, 35 the next year, 41 the next year. Um, but the thing is, he had 24 goals, 23 goals, 30 goals, you know, 26 goals, 24 goals. I mean, year after year, just goals, goals, goals. And uh, that was some good stuff. With Mark Parrish there, he, uh, he had a couple years he was a plus, plus positive, and a couple years he was minus. But with the Wild, it just didn't happen. Uh, he was a plus nine his first year with the Wild, and a plus two his second year, so he was decent in that category. But uh, 39 points his first year and 30 his next year, uh, tons of healthy scratches in his second year, and a little bit of health issues in 66 games of the Wild last year. Uh, Mark Parrish just did not live up to the hype, and. Uh, it's a shame. 
he's a real cool guy. Uh, listening to him on PA in Dubai, uh, the day he was going to be waived or whatever, or the day he was waived, and uh, they're just waiting for him to clear waivers and be bought out, basically. Um, you know, he sounded legitimately sad, but he was cool enough to still call into the show, despite the fact he was going through that uh, time when most players would just say, "Just screw off. I'm not. I don't have time for you right now. I'm not. I'm not interested." Uh, Mark Parrish, a class act, and he will be missed here in Minnesota. And uh, Neil, Nate, Dog, I'm sorry, man. I know he was your guy, and uh, we wish him the best. That's that's all you can really do in that type of deal. And uh, with that, there's one final little ditty regarding the Minnesota Wild, and that is their best player, Marion Gabrick. They're talking about it's going to probably be about eight million a year. The Wild are probably looking to offer eight million a year or so for Marion Gabrick, but of course that deal still just kind of dinking around. Nothing really going on just yet, and uh, we'll just have to find out sooner or later what happens. With that, we are going to conclude the Minnesota Wild talk and switch over to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. Here we are. We are back. Here's Joey. No, here back on Paladino Live. Uh, the previous commercial you just heard, Purple Mafia. Now, that show is, of course, exclusive Minnesota Viking talk, as you probably figured. And that show is going up tonight as well, as I did that actually before this one. So definitely give that a check out. Now, back we go to my favorite team in the whole wide world, the Minnesota Timberwolves. And the Wolves sign... Ryan Gomes. They have completed the trifecta. Now, of course, Chris Richard was the fourth guy, but he is, as I mentioned in previous shows, uh, Kevin McHale pretty much already considers him a part of the team as they gave him a tender, and it's very unlikely that he will be getting a major offer sheet. He's just going to get tendered, and that'll do it. You know, and then we'll see what happens next year. Um, Ryan Gomes, back. And to me, that was my favorite guy of the free agents, and I'm thrilled to have him back. The only question is, well, I mean, you figured that Ryan Gomes or Craig Smith would have to go, right? So then they not only do they sign both of them, but obviously they draft Kevin Love. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see who, how much playing time people get. Um, Craig Smith, of course, uh, going to have to get some playing time, you'd think. Ryan Gomes... Is he going to start? Is he going to be a backup? What's going to happen to Corey Brewer? That's the million-dollar question there. Uh, yeah, don't forget about uh, about Carney, Keith Carney. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? Not Keith Carney. I apologize. Rodney Carney. Keith Carney talking about the wild defenseman, former wild defenseman. Rodney Carney, of course, is the Wolves guy. Very athletic dude, but um, what's going to happen? Who knows? Now, Kevin McHale's quote here. We're really happy to have re-signed Ryan. Kevin McHale said, he was one of our most consistent performers last year, and one of our top priorities this offseason was keeping him in a Wolves uniform. Ryan is the consummate professional, 
and a great asset to our organization, both on the court and in the community. I agree 100% with that comment by Kevin McHale. Now, that's not saying Kevin McHale is a great gym, uh, general manager. or Well, he's not the GM. He's the vice president of basketball operations, which is a considerably higher position, actually. <laughs> it's the boss of the general manager. But anyhow, the interesting part, though, of this contract is uh, <laughs> it's a very interesting contract. Now, it's a five-year deal. The first two years are guaranteed. So that's cool. The first two years guaranteed. And the next two years are team options. So that's cool. So most likely he'll be here all those years. And the fifth year is a player option. Now we'll get into those figures very quickly here. And thankfully, Jerry Zadga or Zagga, I don't know, Zagoda, Jerry Zagoda, I apologize, um, of the Star Tribune, clears up the interesting <laughs> aspects of this deal. Now, here's what he says in his column. Here's the deal on the deal. Officially, is for five years, although the Wolves have options for the second and third years, as I mentioned. Uh, okay. Uh, Gomes has the option after the fourth year. So the first two years are guaranteed at 3.5 next season and $3.8 million in 2009-2010. His salary jumps above $4 million after that if the team exercises its option. If Gomes remains a Timberwolf for all five seasons, the contract will approach $22 million. So there you go. It's an interesting contract, but uh, hopefully he'll stick around for at least four of those years. So we'll, we'll, see. we'll see it soon. What happens? Now, I personally think this contract is a bargain, and I'm very pleased with it. Um, the question becomes, though, again, as I said, where do people play? How much do they play? What's their role going to be? It's really tough to say, and uh, I hope we find out soon, and I hope things work out for the best there. Real quick, though, there's one more deal here with the Wolves, and it's not a contract signing. It's Craig Smith. And unfortunately, well, this just came out of nowhere, Right on Timberwolves.com, Smith undergoes successful knee surgery. And it's like when he injured himself and what the heck happened and all that good stuff. I mean, what kind of injury it really was, who knows. And, like, it's it's a shame. Now, here it is. The Minnesota Timberwolves today announced forward Craig Smith underwent successful arthroscopic surgery to repair a meniscus tear in his right knee. Dr. Charles Moon of Cedars Sinai Orthopedic Center in Los Angeles performed the surgery this afternoon. Smith will be reevaluated in six to eight weeks. That's not good at all. That's that's a shame. So I guess maybe there goes Owens playing time for other people, I guess. Uh, because, I mean, I mean, who knows? I mean, with injuries like that, who knows? And that's too bad. Uh, there was no indication that he was even hurt at all it just popped up right there and there's been no discussion of it on message boards or anywhere else just there it is just sitting there on tyrolls.com and that's the end of it Alrighty then six to eight weeks is a long time and that's just being reevaluated. that doesn't necessarily mean he's ready to go play basketball again so that's disappointing especially right after you sign him to a two-year deal hopefully he'll be okay it's uh marcus the forecaster that's our wolves that's my fellow Wolves guru and close buddy. Uh, that's his guy, Craig Smith. So hopefully Craig Smith will be ready to rock and roll soon. The cookie monster, Craig Smith. Um, 
With that, we're going to switch over to some Twins baseball and some good, good news at them, and we'll be right back. And we are back on Paladino Live for our final segment, and it's probably going to be the biggest one, I guess you could say, as this is an active team right now, the Minnesota Twins. And, boy, some good news happened on August 1st. A very, very happy day for Twins fans. Um, not happy about, uh, you know, not happy to see uh, Livon Hernandez and Craig Monroe lose their job, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. Uh, as the good news is, Francisco Liriano, the guy I was crying out for pretty much to be called up for the Twins in my previous episode of Paladino Live, Francisco Liriano is a twin again. Finally, and God, I'm so happy. As here in the Associated Press, the article for this particular story, Francisco Liriano finally got what he wanted. No more AAA hitters for him. The franchise is back in Minnesota's starting rotation. The Twins waited until a day after the trade deadline to make their big move, promoting Liriano from Rochester on Friday and cutting ties with right-hander Livon Hernandez and outfielder Craig Monroe. Quote Liriano, it's what I was waiting for, said Liriano, who will start Sunday against the series finale. In the series finale against Cleveland, I'm so happy to be here. It's been a long time. I wasn't ready when I was here, so I had to go down and get myself ready. Liriano dominated for, dominated for Rochester, going 10-0 with a 10.67 ERA in his last 11 starts. Man alive. That is some beautiful, beautiful stuff. Uh, his comment again, they were winning a lot of games without me, Liriano said. I just kind of waited for an open spot, and guess what, folks? It finally happened. Hernandez, who is 10-8, and 8, won six of his first seven decisions with the Twins, but he went two and three with a 6.44 ERA and 42 hits allowed in 29 and a third innings in July. So Hernandez's uh, fate was sealed pretty much with that month of July, along with <laughs> uh, Francisco's Liriano, Francisco Liriano's uh, fate was sealed pretty too. That was just awesome. Hernandez now, I know it's not the best ERA in the league, but there's two months left in the season, and I've got ten wins. Hernandez said in a phone interview, that's pretty good. So I can't imagine Hernandez is too excited. Uh, General Manager Bill Smith tried to trade Hernandez and Monroe on Thursday, but could not get a deal done. Um, it's just the way it goes. That is just the way it goes. Quote by Ron Gardenhire. They're always looking for a boost in trades and all those things. Well, as Cisco comes up here and pitches the way he's capable of, it would be a huge boost for our baseball team. Yeah, it's going to definitely be that all right. But real quick, I'm going to go over a few scores before I actually get to Frankie's game yesterday, Francisco Liriano's game. Now, as of my previous show, the Twins were currently in a four-game losing streak. Unfortunately, that continued on the day after as the Twins lost game one of the three-game series to Cleveland, 4-5, to five, and that was uh, another loss by Livin Hernandez and a victory for Cliff Lee. And after that, the Twins win the next two, so they defeat the Cleveland Indians two games to one. So that's very good news in that front. And in this particular game, 
Denard Spann continues his hot run with a three-hit game as he was the player of the game for the Twins. Uh, Franklin Gutierrez is the top hitter for the uh, Cleveland Indians in this particular game. Uh, Craig Monroe, 0 for 3. His batting average dropping to 199. Terrible, and that's probably why he's gone. Alexi Castilla, 0 for 4. That's too bad. Joe Maurer, two hits and an RBI. A home run for Morneau in this game. Uh, he had a single hit, but he gets his 16th homer, 75th RBI. Good job by him. But uh, Livin Hernandez sealing his fate again here. But, uh, yeah, not the worst game ever. Eight innings pitched, five earned runs, but not great. Not great at all. He, he got six strikeouts, but allowed 12 hits. And, yeah, all five of those runs were earned. Cliff Lee, 14-2, and two, just phenomenal. Eight innings, two earned runs, ten strikeouts. So that concludes game one of the Cleveland series. And the Twins come out and destroy the Cleveland Indians 11-4 to with their best pitcher on the mound in this particular day. Scotty Baker wins and goes to 7-3. and Carmona loses and drops this to 4-3. and Brian Busher, story of the night for the Twins offensively on this particular day. In five at-bats, he had three hits and five RBI. Five RBI. His third homer of the year, his... Uh, 20, his RBI total up to 26 at this particular point. Maurer, another RBI at 46. Good job by him. Mike Lamb, still a twin. DH in this particular day. Batting average up to 228. Woohoo. Go Lamb. Go Lamb. No. <laughs> uh, Jason Kubel hitting his, uh, getting two RBI. Sorry, he didn't hit a home run, but he did have two hits, getting his average to 263. 50 RBI on the year at this point now for Kubel. Good job by him. Uh, Scott Baker, not the best game of his of, of the season. Five innings pitched, three earned runs, all, all of yeah, three runs, all of them earned. Um, five hits, five strikeouts. Not bad though. His ERA is only three thirty eight at this point. So uh, Baker doing what he's going to do there. Good job by him. And now we switch into the next game as the Twins indeed win the rubber match four to two. Matt Guerrero. In relief, picking up the victory here. Of course, this game in Cleveland. And ironically, the guy who comes up as the top batter for the Twins, Craig Monroe. Craig Monroe, the soon-to-be-released Craig Monroe. Two for four on this particular day. Probably his last good day of the Twins. Hey, guys, batting average over 200, 206. Yeah! Um, Craig Monroe, though, it's a shame. I, I actually kind of liked him, but just he can't hit for average at all. Denard Span going 0 for 4 as well, though picking up an RBI. Uh, only six Twins hits on this particular day. Only six people left on base, though. The Twins getting the job done. Of course, scoring four runs, allowing only two by Cleveland. Nick Blackburn, seven innings pitched, only one earned run and three strikeouts. Very good job by Nick Blackburn, though no victory because... It's just the way it goes. <laughs> the bullpen giving up a few run, giving up a run there later on, uh, allowing the Indians to tie her up. But uh, that's how it goes. Denny Ray is hitting an earned run and allowing two hits and zero innings pitched. Though his bat is ERA only 296 still, very good. Guerrero ERA of 3.27, but actually picking up his sixth victory of the season, along with his fourth blown save, unfortunately. But that's how it goes. Joe Nathan with his 28th, 8th save, an ERA of only 1.05. Nathan almost perfect, unbelievable at this point in time. Just absolutely rocking and rolling. 
Castilla, fortunately, still in the lineup. It's, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, bad news with him later on. He was one for four and an RBI. And now we head into the next series, and it's a biggie. It's a biggie. The Chicago White Sox, the hated White Sox, and this game was an absolute gem. Kevin Slowey versus Mark Burley, and uh, the Twins win seven to nothing. That is absolutely a statement made by the Twins here. And Kevin Slowey, a guy who I had some encouraging words for, you know, uh, for Twins fans regarding Kevin Slowey going into the month of August or late July or whatever, saying I think he's going to bounce back from some uh, bad games. He sure did on this particular day a complete hit shutout allowing only six hits, striking out five, lowering his ERA to four, and even four. Mark Burley, only five innings, uh, five runs, four of them earned, allowing two homers, striking out two, dropping to eight and nine, and his ERA of 3.69. So Burley's number is still solid, but win-loss record not so great, unfortunately. And he's probably not getting really the run support he deserves. That's the only problem there. But the Twins' bats coming to life once again here. Justin Morneau, two for three, a home run, three RBI. So big game for Justin Morneau, the MVP of the Twins, absolutely and quite possibly the MVP of the American League. Brendan Harris getting some more RBI. He's got 35 RBI on the year, having a nice season. Denard Spann getting his first career home run, and he hit that one very hard off of Mark Burley in the third inning. Beautiful, beautiful game. Two-run homer for... Denard Spann, absolutely love it. Um, it was his only hit of the day, but hey, you know, it's the <laughs> it's that one that counted, and that really helped the Twins a lot. Alexi Castilla still playing at this point, hadn't, hadn't gotten hurt yet, thankfully. <laughs> Mike Redmond, the DH in this game, so that's an interesting choice by Ron Gardenhire. Craig Monroe, 0 for 3, another nothing game by him. Uh, Nicky Punto at shortstop, interestingly enough. Brennan Harris played third in this game, so already uh, getting a little creative with the lineup, and the Twins win. Go figure. We'll now go into the next game here very quickly, and the Twins squeak out a closed one, a 6-5 to five victory over the Chai Sox. Uh, Glenn Perkins pitching on this particular day and keeping his job as the Livin Hernandez, or Livin Hernandez, uh, Francisco Liriano obviously breathing down everyone's back at this point. It's like someone's going to get released or sent down to the bullpen. We all know who did, but at the point in time, you know, these guys are all fighting for their job. Glenn Perkins, a okay game. Six innings, four earned runs. Of course, yeah, and then seven hits allowed. Four strikeouts, gave up a homer. His ERA rises to 420, but he gets his eighth victory of the year. Not bad at all. Guerrero good. Um, the only pitcher to give up an earned run in this game was Joe Nathan, but that's okay. He pitched his one inning but got his 29th save of the year. His ERA is only 1.24, so Nathan continuing to be great. Carlos Gomez, 3-for-3 three three in this day, so that's encouraging. Raising his batting average still only 256, so oh well. Uh, Denard Spann, no hit again, but Punto and Maurer each getting two hits apiece. Very good. Morneau continuing to be what he is, a very valuable individual. That one hit, though, but he did get three RBI in this game. Huge, huge, huge Morneau playing like an MVP, as I said. Delman Young 0 for 4. Redmond playing again at the DH. One hit. Brendan Harris and Brian Busher 0 for 3. 
apiece, but Brendan Harris did score a run in this game. Moving right along. And game three of this series, not a good one for the Twins at all. And this was the game that sealed the fate for Livon Hernandez. As the Twins lose three, or lose eight to three, the White Sox hammer Livon Hernandez. And, uh, well, that's when everybody's like, okay, you know what? This is time to make this move. Will they have the guts to do it? Will the Twins have the guts to release this veteran pitcher, you know, who has had a great history in his career? Um, and obviously he's not going to be a happy camper if something goes down. But the Twins got to do what they got to do. And you got a guy, Livon Hernandez, who's pitching unconscious in AAA and has had a great career in Major League Baseball in the short time he's been in the big leagues. You got to get him up here. And you got to do what you got to do. So, yeah, are you ready for Livon Hernandez's uh, final line as a Minnesota Twin? Four innings. He allowed nine hits. Four or five runs, all of them earned. Yes, four innings, by the way, as I said. Only one strikeout and two walks, giving up a homer. Uh, ERA balloons up to 5.48. And you know what? I know he got his 10 wins, and he had a wonderful first two months of the season, and he was talking about how there were two months to go and all that stuff. Well, I don't know if we want two more months of this because it's been frustrating. He had his first two months, which were very good. But after that, I don't know. I don't know, man. We're trying to win a division here. We have a legitimate chance to do it. Uh, so we're beating the Chicago White Sox in this series. So, and you're the one that lost the game. So, alrighty. Boof Bonser follows up with another garbage game. As I, as Boof is his name, as that's the sound of the uh, ball coming off the bat when he's pitching. Boof, grand slam. You know, <laughs> three innings, three earned runs, and three strikeouts. Good job for Boof. As, of course, you know what three earned runs and three innings equals, right? An ERA of nine. Good job, Boof. Keep it up. His ERA is 6.67. So a uh, <laughs> that's Nola's favorite number. So there's a shout-out to her. She seems to like that number a lot. Uh, Bass stays on the roster. And, yeah, you know, he's not that bad. His ERA is 4.88. Not great. He has a second-worst ERA on the team behind Livon Hernandez, or above Livon Hernandez, whatever you want to say. Yeah, or no, Boof. Yeah, live on and then Boof. Yeah, my bad. So third, third worst ERA. So, I mean, he's not the worst pitcher ever. <laughs> the ERA, team ERA is not bad at all when you look at that. But uh, Twins not getting much done on this particular day. As uh, Floyd, very good for the White Sox, goes through 11-6. and six, Pitches seven and, a, and two-thirds innings, only giving up one run and striking out four. Is the ERA to 3.43 at that particular time. Uh, Justin Morneau getting another RBI is 83rd. Gilman Young is 42nd. Brian Bougeau is 27th ribby of the season. Denard Spann and Jason Kubel each getting two hits on this particular day. But, uh, yeah, that's the way it goes. You can't win them all. But uh, we'll see what happens. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. We have a winner. The Twins defeat the Chicago White Sox 10-6 to and win the series three games to one. Yeah, baby. The Twins are ready to rock and roll at this point in time. Very exciting day indeed for the Twins fans as they win the rubber match. And this game indeed 
was a good one for several Twins. There were 12 hits for the Twins today, or in this particular day. Nick Punto gets two hits. Maurer gets three hits. Delman Young, two hits. Brendan Harris, two hits. Um, just a great day for the Twins. Justin Morneau hitting a big home run in the fifth inning off Denks. This one was a three-run homer, his 18th of the year. Uh, Morneau's uh, RBI total up to 86, just phenomenal. Batting average at 320, just having a great season. Morneau's batting average also at 320. Or Maurer, if I said that right. Uh, yeah, he also has two RBI. So he has 50 RBI on the year. Kubel with three RBI. Punto and Young with RBI. Just good game for the Twins and all around. Scott Baker, the main guy for the team. Uh, another game in which he allowed four and runs, so that's unfortunate, though he did get eight strikeouts. Only five hits allowed, so the White Sox did what they could with what they had. So on this particular day, uh, Twins bullpen holds up strong. Guerrero, though, gave up two earned runs and only one inning, the eighth inning, but it uh, ended up working out okay for this club as uh, they were <laughs> only a half game out of first place at this point in time. Very exciting for the Twins. Just another couple of good days or so, and the Twins would be in first place. Yes, I said it. As the next series begins in August. As it's Twins in Cleveland again. Yep, Twins in Cleveland going at it again. And the Twins win game one of this series. Justin Morneau hits a very big home run. Only one hit in the day, but it's a two-run homer for Justin Morneau. Big game, Justin Morneau. Joe Maurer. I apologize. I gotta stop getting those guys mixed up, but it proves to be big. Twins win four to one in a uh, spine tingler type of game. Uh, Blackburn excellent. Seven innings, six hits allowed, only one earned run. He is eight and six on the year at this point. Three point five six ERA. Very good job by Nikki Blackie Blackburn. Joe Nathan picking up his thirtieth save. Durer good again in the eighth inning. So good stuff. Denard Span. Over four, Punto at second base because Alexi Gastia has injured his finger, and there's talk that he will, <laughs> that he may need surgery that will end his season, and that would be a huge loss for the Twins as Castilla has been so so valuable for this team, on the field and in the batter's box, just huge for the Twins. Uh, Brendan Harris at third again, interesting. Adam Everett at shortstop because of um, Alexi Gastia's injury. What a shame. We're just going to have to see what happens. We are going to have to see. Twins only get six hits in this game, but, ah, like I said, pull it out. They get her done. As they become 61-48 and 48 at this point. But then, unfortunately, they can't seem to pull it out in the next game. As, of course, a game that I flat out want to sit on and watch really bad. I'm all excited to see the Twins on a Saturday night, and uh, they're flat. They lose 5-1 to one to the Cleveland Indians. Paul Bird, a huge game for him. Very well done. Seven innings, only one earned run. Increasing his record to 6-10. and 10. His ERA to 4.72. You know, very good for him, considering he's had kind of an ass season. Devin Slowey, very disappointing, unfortunately. So, yeah. He did get seven strikeouts. As Slowey continues to be getting strikeouts. Early on in the year, he wasn't doing that. But, uh, yeah, six innings, five earned runs. Not good. Good at all, giving up two homers, dropping his bat his uh, win loss total to seven and eight. Bass two shutout innings, Rays a shutout inning, so not bad by the bullpen. They at least did what they could to keep us within striking distance. 
Uh, Denard Span, two hits, not bad, raising his average to 310. Delman Young, two hits, raising his batting average to 293. Uh, the only other two twins to get a hit, Brian Busher and Carlos Gomez. Gomez has been getting hits, but his, his batting average still not so great, only 257 at this point. Um, not the most entertaining game at all, and uh, just <laughs> not much to say other than Bird did had a very nice game, and the Twins just kind of fell asleep. But the final game of the day, and uh, the game, the game of the year to this point, the game of the week—that's for sure. Ah, oh, what a beautiful sight it was! Starting the starting pitcher for the Minnesota Twins on Sunday, August third. Number 47, left-hander Francisco Lariano. Yes, Francisco Lariano returns to the starting rotation. Beautiful day, indeed. Um, oh, but by the way, Denard Stan had two hits, and he got his second homer of the year. It was a solo homer, Nicky Punto, getting a hit as well, and a hit in an RBI. Only six hits for the Twins again, but they made do with them. They won the game 6-2, to 6-2, two. to two. the Twins win again. Uh, Busher, Lamb, and Harris all adding hits as well, along with Brendan Harris getting his sixth homer of the year, 37th RBI. So Brendan Harris does add a little punch. I believe I compared him to Pat Mears a few, or like a show or two ago. As uh, Yeah, offensively, he's kind of like a Pat Mears. Not bad at all. Not bad. Uh, batting average of 259, not great, but yeah, Pat Mears like, you know, decent. A little bit of pop, a little bit of RBI, solid in the field. But, uh, yeah, Francisco Liriano, yeah, I'll get to that. I'm sorry, I had to. Francisco Liriano wins his first regular season game after a porous 0-3 start. Six innings, three hits. That's it, only three hits. He did walk three, he struck out five, and, uh, yeah. Francisco Liriano, how beautiful was that? Uh, Juan Rincon pitched for the Twins, or the Indians. Yeah, Juan Rincon, Indians. He had an inning pitch, but an earned run. His ERA is 6.45, so he's not doing so great. Ginter not doing much at Cleveland. One and three, the ERA of 5.14. Jesse Crane giving up an earned run. Guerrero giving up an earned run, but both of them's ERA all about three and a half, so not bad at all. Rays, a shutout inning in the ninth, 2.73. And the Minnesota Twins are in first place. First place is the Chicago White Sox pounded 14-3 to at the same time, and they had a nasty brawl with the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, the Kansas City Royals. Uh, you know, it's like, who cares about them, right? <laughs> no offense, Farzine. No offense. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Farzine. I, I, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, why are you getting in a fight with a team that's not really in the in the race right now? Settle down, Chicago. Stop acting like Ozzy Guillen and chill out. Yeah. Sorry, Chicago. Sorry. As uh, I think right now, and I hate to say this because it sounds like a homer and it sounds risky, but right now I think the Twins are the favorites to win the division because you don't have four good young starters. You have five good young starters now. Five good young starters. Uh-huh. You're in first place. Um, you're not like an emotional wreck like the White Sox. You have a manager who's steady. You you know, unlike Ozzie Guillen, who might break somebody's neck one of these days if if he doesn't break his own like his own somehow by smashing his head against the wall and other things not working out so good for him. But 
Yeah. I can't believe it either. I can't believe it. But the Twins have a very good chance of winning the division this year. Um, it's obviously yet to be seen, as the White Sox did pound the Twins earlier this year in a nasty four-game series in Chicago. Yeah, it was a sweep. <laughs> we all remember that. But we'll see what happens. It's up to the Twins pitching staff to seize the moment, as they have a legitimate opportunity to not only make the playoffs, to make a playoff run when you have a pitching staff like this. Seize the moment, guys. And the good news, though, recently, Alexi Castilla, not necessarily out for the year, as uh, he was taking fielding practice and not having too much trouble. So we shall see. We shall see. Everyone cross your fingers for Alexi's finger, as I would love to have him back on this team in the lineup. Twins need him. He's a absolute rally starter. And, you know, he's like the Paul Molitor, the igniter for the Twins. He's, he's one of them anyway. Um, let's hope for the best as the Twins continue to chase that pennant. Let's get her done. And um, with that, I'm going to conclude this episode number 22 of Paladino Live. I thank each and every one of you again for downloading and listening. And we'll be back soon with hopefully some more good news with your first place Minnesota Twins.